It's uh, hard to imagine the number of details that go into a gospel like today's. There's a lot of sort of converging paths and for all of them to sort of meet at exactly the right place gives us a really interesting picture of God's providence. And the reason I want to reflect on this today is because um, in our life, it's, it feels like, and it feels like this a lot, that we're going down a certain course where things, certain things are happening. There's a kind of a sequence of events that's happening and it doesn't make any sense. Sometimes it's tragic and sad. Sometimes it's just sort of neutral. Sometimes it's boring. Sometimes it's even good. But we're not quite sure where it's going. But I want to show you, I want to sort of reflect on the gospel today. It's not just about a single line. It's not just about seeing why is this one sort of sequence of events not reaching where I expect it to reach or not going anywhere, not seeming to go anywhere. That's what's going on in the gospel today. Zechariah and Elizabeth were a family. That's one sort of, sort of place to start. And they were having family problems. That was one path. Them as a family and their problems as a family. They were trying to have a kid and they couldn't have one because of a kind of a defect in nature. That's another path. So there's family problems and, the, and we all sort of know what family problems are like. There are natural just sort of defects, just things that just life just doesn't work out sometimes. Our bodies are, you know, there's sicknesses, there's problems that happen. Well, that's a whole other path. There was the priesthood and their religion. That was another path. And these are all things that were all occurring at the same time, these sort of three lines that converged in this moment that we read at the gospel. Family, nature, or the sort of troubles of nature, and religion. Converging in this moment where an angel appears and says, all of your hopes are going to be fulfilled in a way that you could never have imagined. What happens? The angel appears when Zechariah is serving God against all hope. It's already too late. They're already old. Nature has basically given up. Religion, if we see religion, if we see prayer as a way to get what we want, that was over too. So the family dream was over. They were too old to have a kid. Nature had failed. And religion, insofar as it's a kind of, you know, sometimes we think of prayer as a way to get something that we want, that had failed as well. And Zechariah had persevered in his faith despite all of these things. And he was still serving. Elizabeth, it says, she was still righteous in the way of the Lord, even though the one thing that every, every family wants, which is a child, even though that had not come to them. That's a beautiful thing. Don't expect the path that you're walking, the struggles that you're kind of in the middle of, to reach somewhere if you're not willing to persevere. Zechariah could have given up every single day for the last 70 years, or however long he was trying to have a kid. He could have given up every single day, and he didn't for decade upon decade. Elizabeth could have given up every single day. If they had, John the Baptist would not have been born. 
because Zachariah had to be there in front of the altar doing his duty decades in for the angel to appear. Those lines would not have converged if they had stopped. Don't think that just because, oh, I've been trying for all these years, I've been working on something, and whatever it is, whatever it is that your goal is, don't think that uh, God is going to bring something out of it without your cooperation. And what does your cooperation mean? It means your patience. It means you might not get to the end of that journey as quickly as you want. But I do want to say something else. There's another line that's converging here. And that line is failure. That line is Zechariah failing to believe the angel. And just like God used Elizabeth's sterility and the sort of malfunctioning of nature, God also used the failure, the sin of Zechariah to teach a deeper lesson. And so he even uses our failure sometimes to teach us. However, John the Baptist was born became the greatest prophet of the Old Testament, preached the Messiah, and Zechariah never saw it because he was already old. And it might be discouraging to say this, but it's worth saying because it'll make sense of things. Your struggles, the paths that you're walking on, are not for you, and they're not about you. And your life is not about you. And the, the faster we can accept that my life is not about me, the less we'll be disappointed. Because our frustration and our anger and our, like, when is this going to happen? And maybe it will never happen because maybe that's not what's best for you or for the world. But God will do what is best, which might not be what you want. He gave what was best to Zechariah and Elizabeth. He gave them a child, in fact. And their child, Jesus said that John the Baptist was the greatest man ever born of woman. But they never got to see him. They got to see their baby, but they didn't get to see him grow up. He was, they were already old. It makes sense of our struggles and, our, and the darkness in our path when we realize our path is not the only one. That there's a larger picture that involves other people and the whole world and the entire providence of salvation. Put yourself into that. And instead of using religion as a kind of bludgeon, as a kind of a weapon to sort of try to force God to give you this thing that you want, let go of that and see the picture in a different way. See the picture not so much in terms of you and what you want, but in terms of God saving the world and using you to be a part of that picture, to bring about not getting what you want or happiness or any sort of worldly thing like that, but using you to bring about the salvation of souls. If you can put that, like, see the world through that lens, all these dark paths will start to make sense because we'll realize they're in God's hands and they don't need to make sense to me because they're not about me. Brothers and sisters, this is the beginning of Advent. The liturgical year begins today. Let's look at the world in a different way. Let's try to look at it through a different lens, see the larger picture. And I think the frustration will start to melt away as we uh, welcome uh, the birth of the Messiah. Okay.